Welcome to the Rooted Faith Podcast. This is your host, Juan Marquez, once again connected with you today. Not a slice of pie. Not a slice of pie. That's what we're going to talk about today. That's the podcast for today. If you're new to the podcast, God bless you. I want to thank you for stopping by and spending a couple of minutes with us. Uh, to my weekly subscribers, welcome back. Thank you for always showing up for your prayers, your support, and your testimonies of what God is doing in your life through this podcast. Many of you have had conversations with, we're working on being able to create some content and bring some other folks in here to be able to share their testimony and their perspective as well. So at the end of the podcast, I'll let you know ways of connecting with us, how to stay in contact so we can stay connected and grow together at the same time. Amen. So not a slice of pie. Okay. So we have a rooted word and that rooted word for today is the word whole. W-H-O-L-E. The Jews also use a word that I love to use and we'll use a lot today called shalom, which means everything is complete. Everything is integral. Nothing is broken. Nothing is missing. So the rooted word is whole. And if you're new to the podcast uh, and you're asking yourself, uh, what is this rooted word? What are you talking about? A rooted word is, is the area we will focus on and double down today with the intent that if we can heal the root, it will bring forth a better fruit, not just for you, but for your future generation. So that's the word we're going to concentrate on today, the word hope. Amen. Let's get to it. Okay. So I'm from the East Coast. I live in Dallas right now, but I'm from Connecticut. And uh, Connecticut is the unofficial pizza capital of the world, um, at least in the North America. I haven't had Italy pizza in Italy, so I have to make that disclaimer out there. But I'll challenge some of the New Yorkers out there. Uh, Connecticut pizza and New York pizza, we can battle it out and uh, we'll probably end in a tie. <laughs> but depending where you're from, if someone offers you a slice of pie, it means something different for some folks. Right. If you're in the South and someone offers you a slice of pie, they most likely are meaning a slice of dessert. Uh, Apple pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, blueberry pie, um, sweet potato pie. I could go on and on and on. Right. Um, If they're offering you uh, a slice of pie, that's what they mean. It usually means a dessert. If you're from the Northeast and someone says, hey, I want a slice of pie. They're talking about a slice of this yummy, savory, cheesy, delicious pizza with toppings, no toppings. Me, I'm a basic guy. Just give me a cheese pizza and I'm good to go. But it's referred to as a pie. To some, it's referred to as a pizza, but it's also referred, hey, let me get a slice of pie. I'm going to go out and get a couple pies. What do you guys want? Means a pizza. So whether it be a slice of dessert or a slice of pizza, the interesting part that It all comes from one whole pie. You cannot have a slice if it doesn't break off from the whole. And you can get a piece and you can keep it going. Now, to enjoy the taste of the pie, you don't have to pay the price of the entire pie. Right? You can just pay a reduced reduced price. Go in there. I just want a slice. And you can still enjoy the benefits of the pie without having to pay the price of buying the entire pie or the whole pie. 
And, and I feel that at times people in our lives view us as a whole pie. And there are people in our lives that only want the part of you or the part of us. And they don't want the entire part of us. They just want a piece of us. They just want a slice of us. I feel that at times there are people in our lives that just want the happy you. Right. They just want that version of you that's always happy. The clown that's always making people laugh. That's what they buy into. That's what they want. They want that slice of you or they want the forgiving you. The individual that's always forgiving, that's always tolerant, that's always doing. But that's the that's the piece that they come for you. Right. They hurt you. They reject you. They do all these things because they're like, okay, this is the forgiving you. And he's going to forgive me and and I'm going to be absolved. Or some people want want the slice in your life, uh, the let me help slice of you, of always being helpful. And as long as you're helpful, uh, as long as you're being happy, as long as you're forgiving them, right? As long as you are agreeing with them, they're happy with that part of your life. But they just want these a la carte. They went in an a la carte approach. And let me me explain to you um, the difference, right? Because... There's a difference between a whole menu and an a la carte menu. And I remember I went to a restaurant once and uh, I, I grew up with combos. Like, let me get a number three. And it always comes with a side of fries and a drink. Like, you don't have to ask for it, right? So I remember that I, I started ordering everything and the menu just looked a little bit different. I didn't see the sides or nothing like that. And... um I looked at the person next to me and said, this is a weird menu. I've never seen a menu like this before. Uh, it was a nice, you know, fancy restaurant. And they're like, oh, it's an a la carte. I'm like, oh, well, that sounds very bougie. Okay, a la carte. What does that even mean? It means that each piece is individual. I said, okay. What does that mean? Is that whatever you want, you go ahead and you order what you want. And what you don't want, you don't have to order it. So everything is priced separately. Now, I come from a whole menu, right? Because a whole menu has a main entree. And they usually come with some sides that are included in the price. So, right, let me get my steak. And what are the sides? Like, (laughs) that's what I grew up with. So I was in a whole different dynamic and a whole different price point when I went from having a regular menu with some sides on the side that automatically come with the price than those that was a la carte where I have to choose what I want it. And, and, and I feel that many times there are people around us, and that's what we want to talk about today, who want to have an a la carte relationship with us. They want the best pieces of us, right? Like I mentioned before, they want to have the happy us, the forgiving us, the let me help you, the agreeing us, the understanding, the one that picks up the phone all the time, the one that's always there, the one that's always crying with them, the one that's, they want that piece of us. But that's the only piece they want. They don't want a whole piece. They don't want all of us, right? They don't want the messy us. They don't want the messy parts of our lives. That part, they just want to put it to the side. They don't want the not perfect us. We're not prone to make mistakes, right? That part, they don't want. They don't want us to confront them. You ever had people approach you and, and be like, hey, man, I want you to counsel me or mentor me or help me out with this. I've got this situation. and Everything is good when the slice of you agreeing with them is what they're eating. But the moment that you confront them, they're like, oh, the moment you hold them accountable, they're like, uh-uh, I don't want that. 
Like they reject that part of you. And, and, and it's frustrating, right? I call it the, the, the happy birthday dad effect, right? Everybody wants to have a happy birthday, right? The happy birthday dad and the mom, they come, they do the birthday and everybody's happy, right? The kids are happy. The kid's excited. This is my day. I'm the center of attention. I've got cake. I got gifts. I got family. All that is well. But after everybody leaves and you got to clean up and you got to tell them this and you start correcting, all of a sudden the kid doesn't, you're the worst enemy ever, right? Because you're no longer the happy birthday mom or the happy birthday dad. You're the confronting dad, the correcting mom. And I feel that there's people that they're okay with you as long as they just get that little slice of you. But the moment that you show vulnerability to make mistakes, the moment that you start, they start sharing with you and they start seeing that there's areas in your life that are a bit messy, that not everything is put together. Can we just be real today and understand that perfection is an illusion of what society has provided for us? There's a billion dollar industry of makeup to cover blemishes and to cover this and to cover that. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that the reason it exists is to cover perfection because no one's perfect. And we're, we, we, we want to measure people to a, 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 a fictitious line of what perfection is when we ourselves fall short every single second, every single time. But it's not all bad. I'm thankful. That I have in my life a few individuals, maybe a handful, that are willing to take the whole of me and not just a slice of me for their convenience. Folks who see past the mess and imperfections and decide to stay next to me and fix it. Not just throw the whole pie for a not so good slice. You've ever picked up a banana or, or an apple and, and it looks good, but then when you move it to the other side, you see that it's a bit bruised and it's only maybe like 10% of it. And if you grew up in my house and you understood that it just doesn't come by easily, you don't throw away the 90% of the apple. You deal with the 10 and you enjoy the 90. You just slice off the little bit. That's not, that's bruised. That's not good. And, and you enjoy the other 90%. And I think that if, if we can get to a point where we start dealing with people's messes and, and, and deal with the entirety of it, not just throw the 90 because 10% of their lives are 15 or 20 or 40, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that this person is entire. You can't just have pick and choose the parts and pieces of the life that you want to be a part of. We have to get to that point. I'm thankful for that. You know, God in Genesis is known as Elohim. I am means Elohim means creator. He created everything and he created us whole. He created us in his image. He created us in his likeness, not a slice, but an entire piece, a whole piece. And we have to get to a point where we walk away. I'm saying it right now. We have to get to a point where we walk away from those that only want the best of you, but not the rest of you. I'm going to let that one sink in. And I thought this podcast deals with deep rooted issues and we have to understand our value 
that it's okay to walk away from someone who wants the best of you because you're not going to be at your best every single day, every single week, every single month. But there's some people out there around you that want not only the best of you, but want the rest of you. And the reason why you have to walk away is because those folks that only want the rest of you will only value you based on 10% of your net worth of 100%. And the moment, the moment you're not their preferred slice, they discard you and move on to the next slice of the next person that will satisfy their need. I guarantee you right now, if you had $100,000 and $10,000 of that hundred, which is 10%, was messed up, was dirty, was not working right, you would just take that 10000 and just throw it away. Because it wasn't perfect, clean, and pristine like the other 90. It was messy. It, 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 I work at a bank. And let me tell you, there's nothing more messy and dirtier than money. And some folks deposit money that you're like, where did you get this out from? Right? <laughs> like money just absorbs everything. But it doesn't matter how messy, how dirty it is. That, that messy, dirty money, different than brand new money, doesn't lose its value. And I, I'm here to tell you, man, you might be messy. I'm messy. Can I, <laughs> I'm messy. I'm not, I'm going to just put it out there. I'm prone to mistakes. I'm not perfect. I'm going to hashtag that pretty soon. I'm messy. It's okay. I'm just saying, I'm just facts, yo. I'm messy. But my mess doesn't devalue me. Money doesn't lose value because it's dirty or because it's messy. The reason that money does not lose value is because it's backed up by the federal government. And you are backed up in the image and you are backed up in the likeness of God. So even though you'll have some messy areas, your value has not diminished. And the blessing is this, that if you know your worth and value and you can see it, and this is the key, the key factor. And I want to talk to all of my millennials out there and this new young generation growing up. Know and see your value. It's our job as parents. It's our jobs as those that are coming up to show the next generation what their value is. There will always be people. If you can see the value in you, there will always be people that are willing to see the whole of you and love you for who you are 100% of the time. You know, Saul, King Saul, only wanted to, the slice of David that was the warrior, giant killer, bringing him victories. Saul only wanted the slice of David that was a worshiper. I am tormented. Bring me that slice of David that can worship and take this torment away from me. But Saul rejected the slice of David that was king. Saul rejected the slice of David that people made songs about him. See, when, when that slice showed up, when that slice was revealed, Saul come, started rejecting those slices, those pieces of David that made him whole. But David was just not, was not just a warrior. He was just not just a worshiper. He was just not a future king. Can I tell you, David, David was messy. <laughs> David, David had some messy slices in his life. He, had, he committed adultery. He committed murder. He betrayed his soldiers. He, 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 he created a conspiracy. He tried to cover it up at, the, at night. He was called out by the prophet. 
So those are all these slices of David's life. Warrior, worshiper, king, songs, adultery, murder, betrayal. That, that is the entire life of David. But when God saw the whole life of David, not just the slice, right? And if you've seen a slice of pie, you know that it's cut up many times in six or eight different pieces. Maybe it's cut up. And many people, when they're dividing their pie, they're like, oh, I want that piece. Yeah, that one in the back that has the, the, the triple pepperoni with the two sausages. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I want. They start pointing out. You know y'all done it. Y'all can show up. I said, I want that pie, but can you give me that slice right there? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that's the one I want, right? But could it be that in David's life, it wasn't a perfect pie? Could it be that the slice of worshiper was next to the slice of adultery? The slice of a king was next to the slice of a murderer? Woo! But when God, who knows all things, looked and, and made the decision to anoint the next king of Samuel, he told Samuel to stand up and go anoint the next king. And this is how God frames it. This is how God says it. While he's looking at the entire piece of David's life, all the good slices and the messy slices. This is how he framed it. I have found a man after my own heart. Isn't that amazing and powerful that God can see the entirety of our life and say, I'm going to anoint that person. I'm going to bless that person. I see past the mess. I see past the insecurity. I see past what they're going through. So today, I want to encourage you. Take a step back. Do an inventory of those around you. If you're not adding value to me, you're taking something from me. And be willing to walk away from those that don't value the whole of you. Just like David did. When Saul did not value David as a whole, it's only going to lead to two things. Rejection and persecution. Sooner or later, those that only want a slice of you are going to reject you and they're going to persecute you. You have to walk away. You, you don't have a choice but to walk away. Because if you don't walk away, you're going to get killed. Because that's what Saul intended to do with David. I'm working on, on, on another study or another podcast called Lance Dancing. The David Two-Step. Okay, stay tuned. That's what I'm coming. All right. But that rejection and persecution, it did not create a safe and productive environment for David. So he had to become a fleeing king and wait in the desert into God's perfect timing where God took care of Saul and he was able to come into his own and be king as God intended him today. So today, I want to declare God's wholeness upon you. I want to declare his shalom over you. Shalom, it means nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. All is complete. As Jesus said to the woman who that for 12 years was battling with the issue of blood. After she touched him and was healed, he turns around and he says, Woman, you have been made whole. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Everything is complete. 
So right where you are today, declare with me, I'm not a slice of pie. <laughs> I'm not a slice of pie. Amen. Amen. Well, if you enjoyed yourself, I need a favor from you real quick. Don't hit the end button real quick. Stay with me for a couple of seconds. Uh, number one, connect with us on Instagram at RootedFaithTX, all one word, please. We're putting out some content. We want to hear from you. We want to invite some of you to share your testimonies, share your experiences. Subscribe to this podcast um, as well. And one, number three, and the most important one for me is share it with someone you know. Someone you know that may be struggling, that may need to hear it. And let us all grow together. Amen. Until next time, remember, stay rooted in faith.